First, let me tell you about Sweatblock. If you've ever found yourself in the situation where you're in public and you have to walk around like a penguin with your arms down at your sides so no one sees that you're sweating through the armpits of your shirt, if you know what I mean there, uh, where you have to kind of wave at people with your hands down at your sides, if you do that, uh, you may want to try Sweatblock. Sweatblock has, uh, has a, they have these wipes that you apply at night uh, will literally protect you from embarrassing and uncomfortable sweat for days. I think it's like once a week you put these things on. Uh, Sweatblock was developed by a Harvard doctor who was tired of doing a presentation with, uh, you know, the, the whole situation going on with too much sweat with his shirts. Uh, and his problem became your solution. If you uh, like, uh, you know, um, having a shirt that's not stained and, and embarrassing yourself, uh, you want to try Sweatblock. They also have uh, antiperspirant as well. Uh, the deodorant stick is there. Give it a shot. 20% off at Sweatblock.com. The promo code is Beck. Sweatblock.com. Promo code is Beck. Or you can get it on Amazon. Lot to talk about today. It is Stu and eventually Pat Gray will be joining us as well in for Glenn back in just a second to start the show. going on today a lot to talk about it's Stu and pat gray in for glenn beck today i want to start with one of the strangest stories here over the past couple of weeks the sudden awakening of journalism around hunter biden we start there next If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Stu 
Stu in here for Glenn Backpack, right? Joining us here in just a minute. Glenn uh, will be back tomorrow. I believe he's recovering from a bender. He was on with Hunter Biden last night. And it's interesting to hear how that bender went because Hunter seems to be having a great old time. He's out in Malibu, paying 30000 a month for Secret Service to protect Hunter Biden, which is fascinating. I mean, he does have a lot of corrupt connections, so he probably does need the protection. Protection from himself is probably the number one priority if you want to make sure Hunter makes it through the next uh, few wonderful years of his art career. It's interesting to see the bizarre series of events that has led the mainstream media to change its approach to Hunter Biden from one of complete, complete, you know, just turning off all of the news to the point where the nation's oldest newspaper, the New York Post, was banned from Twitter. You could not post the link to the Hunter Biden laptop story back in the day, or you would get banned or censored or uh, shadow banned or whatever the policy of the day was. And as time went on, it became obvious this laptop was real. We need to look back, though, and remember, it wasn't just the laptop. The laptop was a big part of the evidence when it comes to Hunter Biden and the surrounding Biden crime family saga. But it was also witnesses, people who worked directly with Hunter Biden on these deals, coming out publicly and telling the news, hey, I work with a guy. Here's what he did. We had emails from other children of high-powered Democrats like John Kerry. And we looked there and we saw there was evidence that something big had gone on. And even after the latest round of revelations, the Bidens are sticking to this line that Hunter Biden even didn't do anything wrong. Now, the media has decided to change where this line is drawn. They have decided... We're going to say, okay, Hunter, maybe he did do some shady stuff, but Joe Biden, he's totally clean. Don't worry about that at all. Don't you look there at all. It's a bad place to look. You are bad if you look there. What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Forget the fact that we told you you were a conspiracy theorist about Hunter Biden a couple weeks ago. But now we agree you were right on that one. But your new thing that Joe Biden is tied into this, that's the new conspiracy. And we're supposed to sit back and take this, I guess. Is this the sort of world you want? Is this the sort of media that you want? The New York Times came out, and they were the first ones, and they threw it in paragraph, I believe it was 17 of a news uh, story, where they said, hey, by the way, this is all, we know about this because uh, the, Hunter Biden had a laptop that he dropped off for computer repair. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. And uh, the, the emails have become public, and we've been able to confirm them. As if the, you know, half of the United States wasn't screaming about this a week before the election when it would have made a difference. And they hit it. Now the Washington Post has come out and they have also confirmed the laptop is real and confirmed these emails are real. And they've written multiple stories over just the past couple of days, including an editorial board uh, op-ed entitled The Hunter Biden Story is an Opportunity for a Reckoning. Now, when you hear that 
headline. What do you think? I, I mean, in a rational world, what this would be would be a giant apology to anybody who cared about their country. Hey, we had this opportunity. You had a choice to make on whether this was a corrupt guy coming into office in Joe Biden. We didn't give you that information. In fact, we intentionally suppressed it because we wanted the other guy. We wanted, we wanted him to win. We didn't want the other guy to win. We didn't like Donald Trump. So we intentionally suppressed it and didn't tell you about it and didn't look into it. We closed our eyes. We stuck our head in the sand and we hoped you didn't look there. Luckily, enough of you didn't. So now, two years later, we can tell you about it. That's what this should be. And it should be a moment of self-reflection for the media where they can stop. They can stop themselves and say, wait a minute. What are we doing here? Are we an arm of the Democratic Party or are we journalists? In a rational world, that's what this op-ed would be. An opportunity to say, hey, we screwed up. Here's our chance to make it better. We're going to try better in the in the future. And I think a lot of people on the conservative side look at this and say, first of all, obviously that's not going to happen. But secondly, it's they've always been this way. And I not sure about that. I think something has changed in the media. Now, the media has always been to the left. They've always been a collection of people who vote liberal. We've seen polls of newsrooms where you're talking 90%, 95% of people will vote for the Democratic candidate. They've always been liberal. But there has been this idea among journalists, and you look at a lot of the old school journalists, and this proves out, where they at least wanted to give the impression that they were doing journalism. They wanted you to think what they were doing was some sort of fair reporting on the news. They wanted you to believe that while sure they might be liberal in their personal life, they're looking at these things fairly and analyzing them so that you can understand and make your own decisions. It wasn't real, but they wanted you to believe it. And some of them had convinced themselves that, yeah, I see things through this prism, but I'm doing, uh, that's not my job. My job is not to be an opinion person. My job is to be a journalist and I'm going to come and I'm going to deliver the news. And it's impossible to remove your humanity out of that situation. As we know, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to be completely fair. I know I come at these stories and I see them uh, through a conservative prism and you probably do as well. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to admit, okay, I see the world as a better place with less government involvement. So I'm going to be more skeptical of a giant government program than a liberal might be. That's totally fine. And journalists used to be able to say, okay, well, we're at least trying. We're trying to do our best to, to tell the truth to the people. That is dead. Dead. And I'll tell you the exact moment it died. In November of 2016. When Hillary Clinton won, uh, lost that election and Donald Trump was announced as the winner, that's the moment it died. Because, and this is, I tell this to people all the time and they can't believe it. If you don't know people in the media, if you don't know liberals in the media, we know a bunch of them. We used to work at CNN, Headline News. We, we know people in this world. We have lots of contacts in the media. We have to talk to them all the time. They're wonderful, wonderful people, of course, in every cir circumstance. Uh, but... They blame themselves for Donald Trump. The one time they've taken responsibility for anything in their lives 
is Donald Trump. And they blame themselves for this. And the reason this is it, it's hard for people to wrap their arms around this, but I'm just going to say it. I'm going to let you you may want to pull over to the side of the road. It may make you so angry that you just look for the nearest bridge abutment and drive into it. But what the, the, the media in these big cities believe is that in 2016, they were too tough on Hillary Clinton. This is really what they believe. They really think the 2016 election was a story of unfair treatment to Hillary Clinton because they focused too much on her email scandal and too much on her corruption. Now, that is the most disconnected from reality view that I can possibly imagine. They were not too difficult, too tough on Hillary Clinton. They were very, very tough on Donald Trump. But that's how they see the story. And so when we got to 2020, we're eight or nine days before the election, a laptop comes in admittedly strange circumstances. It's I mean, look, I can understand there being a little skepticism on Rudy Giuliani showing up with a laptop a week before the election saying it was left at a computer shop by Hunter Biden. I can understand why you might show a tad bit of skepticism as to the origin story of this laptop. But it's your job in the middle of the biggest story of anyone's lives to go and check on this laptop to see if it affects that big story of the election. It was, uh, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's all this stuff going on. Black Lives Matter has just happened. There's riots around the country. We have a presidential election and you get a big piece of evidence like this. And they decided we're not going to let 2016 happen again. We will not let it happen again under our watch. We are not going to tell people the story. We are intentionally going to suppress it. No one gets to hear this. We are not going to be responsible for another four years of Donald Trump. We are not going to tell the people, hey, look, maybe the Biden crime family is as corrupt as the Clinton crime family was. We don't want you thinking about that right before you go cast your vote. So let's not cover it at all. And so they suppressed this evidence brought not only by Rudy Giuliani, but but by the New York Post. And you might say, well, that's not a liberal newspaper. Well, I'm sorry, they're not liberal enough for you, but they're a, they're a uh, they're the nation's oldest newspaper. At the very least, you could allow them to tell their story and then critique it if you think there's a problem with it. NPR was out there saying, hey, we're not going to cover the Hunter Biden thing because we don't cover BS stories. And so the media made a decision. Not only are we going to do what we did last time with Hillary Clinton. Last time with Hillary Clinton, we went to the we I mean, you remember the stories about it. Yes, they reported on the email scandal, but then they told you why it didn't matter over and over and over and over again. That was them being too tough. They believe that just alerting people to the possibility of a story was too much information because you might make the wrong choice. We can't trust you with your vote. So they went the other way. They decided to completely hide this story from you for two years. Joe Biden has already been president. We're coming up on two years on this story. And they're finally getting around to telling you, oh, by the way, all of that was true. 
And there's really only one of three reasons why they're doing this right now. We'll get into those reasons coming up in just a second. First, I want to tell you about blinds.com. Whether it's, uh, you know, whether fast food, uh, you're thinking about where you're going to go get breakfast, whether it's where you want to eat for lunch, whether what fast food restaurant you're going to eat for dinner, all these decisions I go through every day, and they're very, very difficult. If you can't make decisions like that, you're going to love blinds.com. Blinds.com is the answer to these issues because they've got 40% savings uh, site-wide, and it can make your home into your dream home. It's amazing to see how big of a difference blinds can make in your home. We have two rooms now, or it's actually three rooms done with blinds.com. We just got another one done about three or four months ago, and the results are fantastic. Uh, Blinds.com makes it fast and easy. They can have someone help you measure it, or you can do it yourself. If you make a mistake, they can help you fix it. Uh, It's really, they do a great job. You can get installation uh, on unlimited windows for your entire home for just one low, low cost, They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. Go to blinds.com right now. Save up to 40% site-wide. Shop blinds.com for up to 40% off site-wide going on right now. Blinds.com, 35% off. Don't miss it. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So the media makes such a big deal of coming up with a policy on Hunter Biden, which is, you know, head in the sand. We're not telling you anything. You don't see anything. Nothing to see here. Please go away. Why would they reverse that decision? Because they don't have to tell you about this. People are like, oh, now they have to talk about it. No, they don't. If they don't have to talk about this story a week before a presidential election, they never have to talk about it. They don't have to tell you. Why are they deciding to tell you now? Let me give you a couple of possibilities. Number one, Hunter Biden is on the verge of being indicted. And they don't feel like that story is going to get past you. (laughs) That's going to be a big one. And they don't think they can hide that one from you. They can hide speculation on evidence of a laptop. But when Hunter Biden is, you're seeing him all over social media being uh, arrested uh, or indicted, it's going to be difficult to hide that one. And this is the the theory put forward by uh, Peter Schweizer, the author, who just wrote a book. He has the laptop. He has access to multiple email accounts of people who uh, have given him access to these accounts to look at these emails. He just wrote a book about this. uh, And a lot of it has to do with the connections to China. Some of these connections have been confirmed by places like the Washington Post and the New York Times now after his book came out. And he believes that they have enough to indict him. This is happening, and now the media wants to get ahead of it. They want to say, yeah, no, we, we covered that. You know, We were the ones that we broke that story. We, we were out there. We were telling you all about it. Once we got confirmation, we just needed some time to confirm it, and now we've been out there. We've told you the story, and of course he's indicted. I will tell you this, though. It's not Joe Biden. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. So that's option one. Hunter's on the verge of being indicted. Option two, the media is preparing to turn on Joe Biden. And you might say, well, the media never turns on a Democratic president, and that's a very good point. However, it was pretty special circumstance here. We have never seen a worse 15 months to start a presidency than the one we're seeing right now. This has been a catastrophe from day one. Nobody, I 
maybe he turns this around somehow. I don't know how. But we're talking about an approval rating that's already sinking into the 30s, and we're not even at the midterms yet. Picture a world where Republicans dominate the House in wave fashion, take the Senate back, and we're looking at a presidential election a couple of years away when you have a Democratic president who's in his late 70s, has a, a son who might implicate him in massive crimes internationally, you might say to yourself as a Democrat, look, let's be honest with ourselves. We're toast in 2024 if this guy runs. This might be the time to pressure him to say, you know what, Joe, you've got, you're such a great guy. You got so much going on with your family, though. And this is a time they need their father. Hunter needs you right now. And maybe this is the time you step away. Maybe you don't run for re-election. Maybe we give uh, another person a chance. Please get out of this house. This, this white house you've moved into, move into another house. Anywhere else in the country. There has to be a softening of the ground for that type of thing. And it's not guaranteed that that's going to happen. I mean, I think Biden wants to stay there and... You know, name recognition alone, he'll have a good chance of winning that nomination, no matter what his approval rating is among Democrats. But the way to get rid of him is for the media and the Democratic Party to pressure him to get out. He is very susceptible to pressure from the left, as we've seen over the first 15 months. And we're about to see on the border. And the third possibility is that the media suddenly realize that they treated Trump unfairly and will now make an attempt at actual journalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero chance that one is the, is the true option. There's no chance that's true. It would be nice if it were true. It would be rational if it were true. It would be just if it were true. But this is something the media cannot abide. They cannot say... They've made a mistake. In this op-ed, I talked to, to you about the Hunter Biden story as an opportunity for a reckoning. Sure, they say, maybe maybe we should have covered this slightly differently. The entire piece is justifying why they covered it the way that they did. Talking about why it was a rational choice to blame Russian disinformation for the laptop. They actually say that now. This isn't 2020. They're saying now it was a rational choice for them to blame Russian disinformation back in 2020. So the apology is not coming, boys and girls. What is coming here is one of the other two options. Either something is about to break with Hunter Biden in the near future, or there's a bit of a realization going on among Democrats that they might need to change course and change course fast. The Glenn Beck Program. Ever since he tried the Rough Greens for the first time, my dog, Uno, has changed. He's a completely different dog. I hear from people all the time in the audience. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of letters have come in who have had the same experience with their dog. They've heard me talk about Rough Greens on the show. They get some for themselves. And as soon as they sprinkle it on the dog's food, the dog literally wolfs it down. And it's really good for him. It's not a dog food. It's just chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils that you sprinkle. Your dog needs these things to be healthy. My dog was easy. From the first time he tried Rough Greens, Uno was in love. Some dogs take a little bit to get used to the new flavor, though. Dr. Dennis Black, the inventor 
inventor of Rough Greens, was on the phone with me last week. He doesn't want that to be a reason for you not to try. So right now, he's got a special gift available. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Put it on your dog's food and begin to watch your dog become healthier. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. So the New York Post got a hold of what was in the computer. And, um, you know, because the New York Post is a Republican paper. And the New York Times and the Washington Post are the Democrat paper. That's where we are again, kind of. And the Republican paper, Twitter wouldn't t- cancel their account. Can't even report on this story. And now two years later, the New York Times and the Washington Post have come around to say, okay, there was something there. Now, what I said at the beginning, how it came to them, it came to them through Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon. So yes, of course, when Rudy Giuliani says, I've got some evidence, you take that with a giant thing of salt. (laughs) But, But not two years. It didn't take two years. It looks like the left-wing media just buried the story because it wasn't part of their narrative, and that's why people don't trust the media. <laughs> you have to love the crowd at the Bill Maher uh, show for HBO, where the only thing in that entire monologue they clap for is the one slap at Rudy Giuliani. Everything else is a slap at the media, how they didn't handle the Hunter Biden story. They are dead silent. And then he says one little throwaway line about Rudy Giuliani not being completely trustworthy as a campaign operative and there is where the crowd goes crazy. By the way, you can get a Hunter Biden laptop case at HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. It's uh, something you will enjoy, I think. HunterBidenLaptopCase.com is the place to go to get that. If, you're, if you want to have the ultimate in Hunter Biden wear, you'll, you'll enjoy that. HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. We are at, uh, we are talking about the media and we are talking about the way the entire media and not not to mention just the media but the republicans as well how they decide to react to these stories as they break and this goes to the katanji brown jackson saga as well katanji brown jackson of course is going to be uh, the nominee for the supreme court that is going to uh, happen she's going to get on the supreme court and that is a, that is a that's real. That's really going to happen. We taught we told you this at the very beginning. If you were expecting a real fight from Republicans on Katanji Brown Jackson, you were going to be bitterly disappointed. They were going to do a whole lot of nothing. There, of course, would be a couple of senators who would say some critical things. They weren't going to just sit there and act as if she was perfect. But there was never any chance that you were going to get a real fight from the Republicans on this one because they looked at the political realities and they tried to judge them. Judge them, And what they saw was that they could not stop Katanji Brown-Jackson basically no matter what. So they decided not really to try. That is essentially what you just saw happening. You read the stories about this and they act as if Brett Kavanaugh was nothing compared to what Katanji Brown-Jackson just went through. It's just, it's incredible to see the reaction to this. They didn't, as far as I know, and Pat Gray joins uh, the program, as far as I know, Pat, they didn't accuse Katanji Brown-Jackson of, of rape. No, I didn't, I didn't hear him do that. I didn't hear that happen once. No. Mm-mm. Murder? No. Uh, embezzling funds? No. 
Any uh-huh. made up crime. What about um, uh, drinking too much in high school? Did they accuse her? No, of that? no, they did not. Did they ask her anything about her drinking habits? Not that I ever saw. She, she could be a uh-huh. raging alcoholic. Do she we know? Be. We don't know. We don't know. They didn't even ask about it. No. They basically didn't even come up. You had a couple of people like Ted Cruz who asked him some questions and Josh Hawley about about her uh, seemingly lenient sentences for child porn purveyors, which seems fair when you're talking about a judge (laughs) and some of her rulings. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair game. And this was sort of portrayed as like, why are the Republicans saying she's in favor of child porn? Nobody's saying she's in favor of child porn. What they're saying is she, her judicial philosophy shows she's not tough on criminals, mm-hmm. especially serious ones. And that do we want that as, you know, the, the Supreme Court justice we're getting? Is that what we want? I'm going to say. I don't. I don't either. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe we're in the minority. It's possible. Uh, because uh, she's going to skate right through. So Yeah, she's going to get through. And, and she's basically not, over. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. And not only the Joe Manchin vote to me, and, and Joe Manchin has held the line on a couple of small things here and there, but generally speaking, Joe Manchin will not save you. He will not be your savior. <laughs> that is true. He yeah. will not. He will and not y- come from the clouds. Interestingly, I remember you predicting that. <laughs> I just <laughs> that Joe Manchin would not save the day. He will not save the day. He will uh-huh. not come through the clouds with beams of sun behind him <laughs> to save the day. Now he might shave a couple of uh, dollars off of a you know a bill here and there. It's it's possible, but particularly when he's alone. He's not going to do that. He had Kirsten Cinema with him on Build Back Better, which still I think has a good chance of going through in some form, you know, scaled down form. I mean, Manchin has said he wants to he wants to spend one point five trillion dollars. Yeah. This is not a guy who's holding the line on spending. He just didn't want to spend three point five because his state absolutely would hate him for it. So Manchin is not going to hold the line. That was the end of the actual drama to this hearing. The question now just was what Republicans were going to uh, go uh, the other way and vote for confirmation. And Pat, I, I've worked up a list here of the worst votes. All right. The worst votes for Republicans when it comes to this confirmation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give an honorable mention to Lindsey Graham. And I want to say, Lindsey Graham is voting against Katanji Brown-Jackson, okay? Mm-hmm. However, we have to be realistic about this. Lindsey Graham is terrible on these votes. He constantly is going the wrong way on them. He is a senator you do not need to tolerate in South Carolina. South Carolina could give you a good senator. You could have one that is good. And people like, oh, well, I liked Lindsey Graham in the the Kavanaugh hearings. And he was great in the Kavanaugh hearings. There's no doubt about it. This is when he shines. When he could make a big deal of himself and use that to raise funds. That's the Lindsey Graham Mm -hmm. guarantee. Mm -hmm. He will show up in those moments. And so now he's showing up uh, to oppose Katanji Brown-Jackson, not because he has any principle, because he has a personal relationship of sorts with another person who was in the final three, uh, Judge Childs, from South Carolina. And that's who he wanted. And he's mad he didn't get it. Because he, he said in advance he would vote for her. One of the uh, final three in joe biden's shortlist was from south carolina he came out publicly and advocated for her 
She did not get the nomination. His feelings are hurt. And now he's going the other way. That's Lindsey Graham. So he gets an honorable mention for me. Okay. Okay. So there's three Republicans that we believe are going to vote for Katanji Brown Jackson to get her through. So let me give you the most understandable. Okay. The least offensive to me. And that's Susan Collins. Susan Collins is from Maine. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a state that is, I, you might be able to convince me it's sort of purplish at times, but it certainly leans blue. A real conservative in Maine would have a tough time winning. Here is a case <laughs> where a political consideration, if you're going to make one and not vote on principle, which is what I would prefer, but if you're going to make a political consideration, you can make the argument this vote might actually help Susan Collins stay in the Senate. And while Susan Collins is a terrible senator, I mean, she's awful. She is barely a Republican. But as opposed to what you might have in Maine, if Collins were to lose, you could make an argument she's better than the alternative there. Mm -hmm. She's about as good as you're going to get in Maine. At least there's an argument to be made that that's true. And this vote may actually help her in Maine so she can say, I swear, she needs moderates there. She needs some liberals there to vote for her to win. So you can make the argument that that might actually help her stay in power. It's the most understandable of the three. Next up is Lisa Murkowski. This one's baffling. Somewhat baffling because she's in the middle of a primary battle. Right? She could lose the nomination. Now, she did lose the nomination a couple of uh, cycles ago. And she ran as a write-in candidate in the state. And her name is so well-known in the state that she actually won as a write-in candidate in one of the, I would say, one of the most incredible political achievements. Yeah, because that just doesn't happen. You, yeah, when you get to the write-in period, you just don't win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. To she might be people. the only U.S. senator to ever win a write-in campaign. That's a good question. Yeah, you might, you might be right on that. Yeah. I, I can't remember another one. Can't there was either. another, was it a congressman that did it recently? It does happen very occasionally, but I don't think I've ever remembered a statewide race going that way. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, she won as a write-in because she it was during the Tea Party wave election, and mm-hmm. she uh, lost the primary to the Tea Party sort of candidate who then wound up uh, losing to her, uh, and she didn't run as a Democrat. She ran as, a, I believe, an independent and won as a, as a write-in candidate and won. So she has real name recognition. She might think she's safe, but she is in the middle of a primary challenge in a likely Republican wave election year. And this is not going to help her in the primary. So it's not an understandable vote. I don't I don't see why she would do this other than the fact that she really is just uh, a left-leaning politician mm-hmm. who believes Katanji Brown-Jackson will probably be halfway decent. And, you know, there is this thing, and we've seen this before from senators, there's this um, thought that you should just approve the nominees of the president. Yeah, even Rand Paul. Rand Paul's done talked that a about a bunch that. of times. And now he's not in he this case. He thinks it's constitutional that you just Yeah. You basically just say yes unless it's really egregious. Right. Which this if one the I president think, wants somebody in there, you know, somewhat decent, just give it to him. You just give it to him. Especially in this case where it's not going to change the balance of the court. You're going from a, a hardcore liberal to a hardcore liberal. So the the thought is just give it to them. Mhm. Rand Paul did not go that way this time. It doesn't appear at least we, have, we don't have any official vote, but he's not announced anything of that effect. So Mur- Murkowski might just be that person. She just approves these things, and she's also on the left. But the gold medal, the number one, the unquestionable mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. worst mm-hmm. moment of this entire hearing mm-hmm. is, of course, <laughs> obviously, without a doubt, Mitt, Mitt Romney. Romney. Mitt Romney, a guy who's from freaking Utah, <laughs> a senator from Utah, a state that can give us someone like Mike Lee, mm-hmm. who's the best senator in the Senate. Mm-hmm. We can get that out of Utah. And instead, we have what I now believe is the worst senator in the Senate. Because, you know, oh, he's terrible. you could say Susan Collins has a worse, worse voting record, and you'd be right on that. Collins is worse when it comes to a voting record. Yeah, but, but again, coming from Utah. Maine, yeah. Come you on. can get a good senator out of you Utah. Could. And instead, you have Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. And what's completely inexcusable here is that Mitt Romney voted against her last time when she was up for just a federal court uh, so weird. gig. Yeah. He voted against her then. that wasn't that long ago. No. Right. Months. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was months yeah. ago. Voted against her then and now voted for her. And, th- and this is the thing with Romney, which is so irritating, is where someone like Lindsey Graham will vote f- you know, for a Katanji Brown-Jackson when no one's paying attention, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when people are really looking at him, he's like, ah, crap, this is a big one. Everyone's going to remember this. I'm going to vote the right way this time. That's Lindsey Graham. Mitt mm-hmm. Romney's the opposite. I think Mitt Romney knows she's radical and voted against her last time because of it. But now when he's in the sunlight of the media and everyone's fawning on people who will go against the Republican grain, people notice now he wants that adoration from the media. He changes his vote to approving the nominee. Yep. Which is just despicable and it frankly is. pathetic. It's it a is. sad puppy dog that's been kicked by its owner too many times and keeps coming back, hoping this time they'll pet him. They're not going to pet you, man. They're going to leave you on the roof is what they're going to yeah, do. Nobody's going to pet <laughs> they're you. They're going to drive down the highway, <laughs> leaving you on the roof. Ugh. This is pathetic. Uh, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. Your identity and your money belong to you. And you've worked hard to build up what you have. And no doubt, you'd probably like to keep it. It's a travesty that there are people whose goal uh, it is uh, to victimize people like you by stealing your identity. But it's also the cold, hard truth. This does happen. The best thing you can do is be prepared for it. And the best way I know to be prepared is to have LifeLock. It's vital to have online protection in this day and age. And that's what LifeLock is here for. They can't catch everything. Nobody can. But they can monitor uh, things better than you can on your own and better than anybody else. And if you do become a victim, their restoration specialists can help work with you to fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and you'll save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off at lifelock.com. The Grind Back Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg making uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination. All about race, of course, because that's what everything is. Mm-hmm. Everything's all about race. It is. Yeah. Whether it is or not, it's about race. Everything is racist. Um, you can't. I guess you can't just oppose her based on her rulings over the years. You can't. 
just decide, okay, she's kind of an extremist. I really don't want her in there. You can't and, do that to a, a black Supreme Court nominee unless no. the name unless is it's Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then you can make up all kinds of stories oh, yeah. about things on Coke cans and yeah. all of that. You sure can. And, uh, and can still him, talk about it 30 years later. They're still trying to get him kicked off the Supreme Court now. Yeah, right. I mean, they're in the right, middle of saying, on, well, his wife texted somebody <clears throat> and we didn't like the text. <laughs> okay. That's about the substance of it, too. Yeah. And it, it, I'm He's sorry. Absolutely nothing wrong. And they're trying to get him kicked off the bench. I mean, do we do we uh, do we go after uh, Jackie Gray over Pat Gray's texts? No, no. You have independence as a spouse to be your own person. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Thomas might believe things that Clarence Thomas doesn't. There's no yes. evidence that Clarence Thomas believes any of the things that Ginny Thomas says. Uh, especially when it is tied to January 6th, and they go back and they're like, look at this clip. This is from a speech in 2003 where Clarence Thomas says he loves his wife with all of his heart. <laughs> like, okay, right. that's and? what you say about yeah. your wife usually. Like, I don't is know why. Is that a crime you're... now? <laughs> to love your wife with all your heart? That's a Apparently. crime. Apparently, that's a crime. Jeez. Uh, but Whoopi's words were, this is the most ridiculous just say I don't trust a black woman to do the job because I know y'all didn't have the same issues with Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. What about Clarence Thomas? Um, Did she mention that? No, all? she didn't mention Clarence, okay. Th- Clarence Thomas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not the color of the skin. Maybe not. Or as you point out with Amy Coney Barrett, the gender either doesn't seem to be an issue. <laughs> right. So you're just saying it's just black women? Just black women. That's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yep. Uh, a fascinating development. Whoopi Goldberg always bringing the uh, the intellect to the conversation. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks a lot, Hillary. Uh, when you're a dog owner, you want to do everything you can to give them a long, healthy, happy life because they're a part of the family, too. Uh, we have uh, three dogs now. Three. Three dogs. We have Miles, who's 147 years old. We have Piper, who's six, and the new dog, Ivy, who is Mm. three months old. Adorable little puppy. Uh, They Mm. all have different needs for for their nutrients and and everything, Uh, but they all love rough greens. And if you have a dog and you want uh, your dog to be, whether it's make your older dog more spry, a little more uh, active, or uh, just to get the best nutrients you can in your puppy. Uh, this is Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food and it's filled with the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the things that your dog needs to lead its best life. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you have to do is pay shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Check it out today. Radio show returns here in just a second.
and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, we've got the Battle of Republican Governors uh, coming up to talk about. Uh, one of them, Ron DeSantis. He's actually not. He's not the one battling, uh, but he's the one being attacked. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. We always talk about how to fight back against the crazy education system we have. Part of that is, of course, through legislation. It's about uh, winning people over who are voters. It's also about doing your best for your kids and making sure your kids have the foundations they need to understand the principles of what's made America great. Uh, I have two kids, a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old, and they actually ask me to read Tuttle Twins books with them. And if you don't know what the Tuttle Twins books are, they're books that talk about foundational principles of uh, of the American experiment about capitalism. Uh, I mean, the famous essay, I Pencil, if you know that essay, which was basically a, a love letter to capitalism. And they have a book about that with the Tuttle Twins telling that story uh, that your kids, your kids aren't going to listen. They're not going to read an essay, uh, an economic essay, but this they will read and enjoy. They also might not read an essay about the Fed. Well, they will read The Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island, uh, and that tells that story about what all that means, and it teaches it to them in a way that they're going to understand and really enjoy. The Tuttle Twins are giving away this book about money and inflation right now. It's free. You just pay for shipping. All the Tuttle Twin books are excellent, but this book is crucial for families to read today so that they can prepare for what's coming. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. While supplies last, get your free copy of The Tuttle Twins and The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right. Uh, I always I, I always hate it when Republicans start trying to eat their own. I Let the Democrats do that. The, the extreme left wing eating the... Uh, slightly less extreme left wing. Um, I, I I don't understand why Republicans feel the need to start attacking other Republicans unless they're going to start uh, campaigning for president. And maybe that's the case here. Uh, Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland slamming a Ron DeSantis over the Disney bill. Uh, and the fact that uh, Ron DeSantis was taking on Disney for their uh, action and trying in trying to uh, stop that bill from passing, and now they're trying to overturn it. Um, here's what he had to say: Your fellow Republican governor, DeSantis in Florida, he suggested that he will retaliate against Disney after it criticized Florida's so-called "Don't Say Gay." bill which bans certain instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom what's your reaction to that and then more broadly what do you make of that legislation well i didn't i didn't really actually see the details of the legislation but the whole the whole thing pause it for a second uh, i i didn't really see the details i don't know anything about it i i have no idea what the bill says uh, but let me go ahead and criticize it uh, anyway. This is how the whole media has handled <laughs> yeah, this. Exactly. Uh, it's good to see right. Hogan is doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he's doing the same thing. Uh, Thoughtful. Just a uh, you know crazy fight. Uh, I'm not sure. It's it concerns me. DeSantis is always talking about uh, you know he was not not demanding that businesses do things, but he was you know telling the cruise lines what they had to do. He was telling local schools what they had, mandating, what? and now he's he wants to criticize Disney for expressing you know how they feel about that. 
uh, that bill. I mean, they have every right to it. We have a thing called freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can they can come out and say what they think. I think the the bill was kind of absurd. Uh, and, but you didn't know. Uh, but he doesn't know what's in it. In our state. I, I don't so, understand. How, how would you know it's absurd? Like, how do we know Katanji Brown Jackson is the first black female if she doesn't know what the definition of the word female is? Yeah. Same thing here. If you don't know what's in the bill, how do you know it's a joke? How do you know it's absurd? <laughs> shouldn't you read it before you call it that, though? Yes. Like, I, I, at the very least. Yes. Shouldn't you have an idea what's in it before you criticize it? Yes. This is not a basic function of your job. If you're going to go on television and talk about something, shouldn't you know something about it? In my estimation, the answer to all of those questions, Stu, is yes. Yes. And by the way, have, have you heard any, maybe there are some, have you heard any Republicans, including Ron DeSantis, <clears throat> say that they don't have a right to express their opinion? Never. Of course no. they do. We're so, criticizing their opinion. Their opinion's dumb. They right. have a right to express it. It's just stupid. And he's doing to Ron DeSantis exactly what he's accusing Ron DeSantis of doing to Disney. He's criticizing him for right. it. Right. He's not taking away Ron DeSantis' freedom of speech. Hey, <laughs> just like a, DeSantis didn't take away Disney's freedom of speech. Hogan has a right in, uh, to be able to Bizarre. express his, admittedly, for, on his own behalf, his it, admittedly uninformed opinion. Yeah. But he has a yeah, right yeah. to express it. I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about at all. But he has a right to say the dumb thing he's saying. That is that yeah. is your right as an American, I suppose. And framed in the question from Dana Bash on CNN is the don't say gay bill. Pe- the people who call it that are already setting it up to be a lie. You've already set it up to be something it's not. It's not the don't say gay bill. That's not what it is. It has nothing to do with not saying the word gay. <laughs> it has, And yet you cannot find a headline that will call it something else. You cannot true. find a story yeah, that will call it anything else. It's what I find fascinating about this, Pat, is it's all they all say it's the don't say gay bill, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And what it, what do you always notice about the don't say gay bill when it's in the headlines? It's in quotes. Who are yeah. they quoting? They're quoting the gay activists, yeah. I guess. I who guess were marching and saying gay, 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 because they weren't going to be told by florida not to say gay even though florida wasn't telling them not to say that they always say this they always say well look it's just uh, here's the thing uh, critics call it the don't say gay but what critics call it where did it come mm-hmm. from where did this right. originate i went back to to trace back the history of this on studios america the other night mm-hmm. and went back to the very first tweet that was called this bill the don't say gay bill and it was some obscure organization in florida that supposedly was about reading it was like you know one of these organizations that was saying uh reading is fundamental pat (laughs) and they wanted to make sure but they didn't read the bill obviously of course they didn't read the bill Uh and also it seems like they really care about reading but only books about being gay when we're being read by children like they don't care about you know a normal uh everyday classic they only care about books that will tell you your kids that they can be gay or change genders or whatever else the thing of the day is uh which is is fascinating and it's some bizarre uh organization it's been promoted heavily by chasen Buttigieg, the husband of our wonderful labor secretary right Mm-hmm. Um, the first don't say gay uh, tweet uh, goes back to this 
there's Equality Florida jumped on the bandwagon very early. Um, and uh, another one called the F- Florida Freedom to Read was the very first one that I could find that talked about this bill in that context. And it seems like, and this is just bizarre, but like all on the same day, Pat, out of nowhere, all of these organizations on the same exact day all started calling it the same thing. It's so weird that the Rainbow Democrats, the uh, Equality Democrats, uh, the Florida Right to Read Foundation or whatever the heck it is, all these organizations, all these random Twitter accounts, all on the same day, all started calling it the same thing. Interesting. Isn't it fascinating? Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they coordinated. I'm just going (laughs) to... I'm going to go out there and uh, say this. That's quite a limb to go out on. I know. And then the media picked it up immediately. Hook, line, and sinker. Just yep. called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. As we know, I mean, the, you know, the details, We I'm sure you've been over it a million times on Pat Gray Unleashed, and we've talked about it here, but it does not stop you from saying gay. Mm-hmm. It does not even stop uh, fourth grade teachers from talking uh, to, uh, to putting in their curriculum uh, stories about gay and gender transition. All it does... All it does is prevent you from having explicit sexual conversations with kindergartner through third graders. Mm-hmm. And if it's fourth grade and above, it needs to be age appropriate. So if you're opposing this bill, you are outwardly arguing for an inappropriate conversation with children. Yeah. Because if it's appropriate, it's okay with the bill. So the lies have been fast and furious from its inception as you mentioned the don't say gay thing started right away. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they started lying about was that teachers then couldn't talk about their gay partners. They couldn't even bring them up. I can't even, I can't, I'm scared to death yeah. now that I can't even mention my life partner. No, you can mention your life partner. Nothing in this bill prevents you from doing that. In fact, it specifically says. Yeah, they went back and put that yeah. in the mm-hmm. bill so that nobody could claim that, and they still claim they still it. Say it. They still say it. Uh, you can look at the fact checks on the bill, and they're like, well, uh, originally it was put in there, and some critics believed that, for example, like a teacher saying, they asked, some kid asked the teacher, what did you do this weekend? And they say, oh, I was with my, you know, a woman says, oh, I was with my wife, and we went to the park. They could get fired, and and like the the Republicans are like, that's yeah. not what we're saying. All right, let, let's put it in there yeah. specifically to make sure it, you know nobody has that idea. You can talk about kayaking with your partner <laughs> right. if you want to. And again, even conversations. This is what I mean. I think you could really make an argument that this bill does not do what Republicans think it does. It does not prevent a conversation about uh, sexuality or gender. With second graders, it does not prevent that. The only thing it does is prevent it from being in the planned curriculum. So they could still mm. have an off-the-cuff conversation about kayaking that leads to, by the way, your gender could change at any moment, kids. <laughs> and that's totally allowed in the bill. That's still allowed in Florida. Amazing. But it just can't it's be just part amazing. of the planned curriculum. That is it. And it can be part of the planned curriculum with fourth graders. And yet Disney's opposed to it. Disney's opposed to it. In fact, it's their the goal of their company. Not to make good Star Wars movies. Right. Not to make Space Mountain. Not to embrace Mickey Mouse. Or just make a lot of money. Yep. 
That's not even the goal. Apparently. Nope. Not to make kids happy. Right. But to overturn this (laughs) law in Florida. That's the goal of their company, according to the company. So obviously, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, uh, fighting against that. Uh, And Larry Hogan from Maryland slamming him for it when he hasn't even read the bill. Which leads you to believe... Larry Hogan is going to run for president. You hit on it, Pat. He's, I mean, he wants to run for president. That's incredible to me. He can be the sensible Republican who comes out, mm. who can win over Democratic voters and moderate voters in the primary and have some. Now, this path does, does anybody not even know who he is? No, I mean, outside of Maryland. I will I mean. say he's he gets he gets on MSNBC a lot. He gets on NBC a lot. He gets on CNN. He talks, you know, he's the acceptable Republican to the left because he mm. disagrees with Republicans all the time. Yeah, they like him like they like Mitt Romney. Yeah, yes. Uh, he is among the most popular governors in America, too, uh, which is, you know, again, impressive for a Republican in Maryland. It's his approval rating there. You know? 70%. No. 70% in Maryland. Wow. Which is Now, that is not the highest. Wow approval rating it's interesting the the most popular governors in america are one all republicans and two all in deep blue states that's a weird phenomenon yeah but it's it's not the first time this isn't the first year that's happened no this hogan's been, been very popular ongoing so for a while yeah hogan, look there's an argument to be made right for there's a polit- i'm not saying that I would support this argument, but there's a political argument to be made that Larry Hogan is a candidate that you might want. He's a guy who can win in blue states. Mm -hmm. He can win over moderate voters, probably. And if you have uh, conservatives who are faced with a choice between Larry Hogan and Joe Biden, the overwhelming majority of them are going to go with Hogan because they're going to get some of the For the love of heaven, please don't present me with that choice. Don't do that to me. Republican voters don't want this. And because we have a primary system in this country, there's no path for Larry Hogan, I don't think. Yeah, uh, I I don't think I mean, his best opportunity would be as a real contrast to someone like Donald Trump. He sees, though, that Ron DeSantis might be his competition. So he's going to try to attack him early and get mm-hmm. out ahead of that. Um, the three most popular governors in America. Uh, number three is Larry Hogan, 70 percent. Number two, Charlie Baker, Republican, Massachusetts, 72 percent. Number one. Have you even I, do you have any guesses? <laughs> And I gave you a, 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 an opening here, but I don't think I would have ever guessed. I don't. Where, I, I know it's you, a blue state. Yes, I will give obviously. you. It's a state that also really loves Bernie Sanders quite a bit. Uh, wow, really? Vermont. Is it Vermont? I was going to say Vermont. 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 But I, I couldn't tell you who <laughs> right, the exactly. guy's name. A Republican. Phil Scott is the uh, Of course, governor. Phil Scott. Phil Scott. That's right. That an right approval rating of, of 79%. Oh, my gosh. Let me give you the breakdown of Phil Scott. This is wild. Phil Scott's approval rating. Overall, 79%. Yeah. Among Republicans, 75%. My Among independents, he 75%. Among Democrats, 88%. Has to be higher, right? (laughs) A Republican in Vermont has an 88% approval rating among Democrats. Wow. That is wild. Wow. That is wild. But listen, this is the whole, uh, let me give you that. This is amazing. We'll do that in just one minute. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Hang on. One minute.
Life is about being active, whether it's about going on your daily tasks or exercising. You know you're well when you're regularly active. But what happens when being active actually hurts by the end of the day? This is the position I found myself in a number of years ago. Everything I wanted to do in my daily life, all of the activity it called for was held captive to almost constant nagging pain. When I heard about Relief Factor, I was skeptical, but my wife said, give it a chance. Not long after I took it, I could feel the pain begin to melt away, and I've been taking it ever since. And I can tell you that Relief Factor has helped me get my life back. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be ordering a three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Find out all about this offer and feel the difference. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Um, You know, when you go do a uh, governor's approval rating like Phil Scott in Vermont, and you see that Republicans and independents have a 75% approval rating of the guy. Uh, he, I, the, the rank and file Republicans must not be like Republicans in Texas, right? The Republicans in Vermont don't expect the same things out of their right. governor as uh, yeah. Republicans in Texas do. Understandable. When you have Bernie Sanders... You know, yeah. who's like a 90% approval rating in Vermont. Yeah. And when 88% of Democrats approve of a Republican, yeah, something's wrong there. Yeah, it really is amazing. So this is the list. Highest approval rating for governors across the country. Number one, Phil Scott, 79% overall. He's from Vermont. Number two, Republican, Charlie Baker, Massachusetts, 72%. Number three, Larry Hogan, Republican, Maryland, 70%. Number four, Republican, Chris Sununu, New Hampshire, 67%. Mm. Number five, Mark Gordon, Republican, Wyoming, 66%. Now, there's a real Republican state, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, a, that's a red state. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Jim Justice, Republican, West Virginia, 65%. Okay. We finally get to our first Democrat, Ned Lamont, Democrat, Connecticut, 64%, which shows you how far Connecticut has gone. Mm. Lamont is the guy who lost to Joe Lieberman. Oh, yeah. He beat him in the primary. Yeah. Then Lieberman ran as an independent and beat him for the Senate uh, back in the day. It was I can't remember what year that was now. Uh, it was a while ago. Lamont has now come back and become the governor and is at 64%. Then you got Kay Ivey, Republican Alabama, 62%. Mike DeWine, Republican Ohio, 62%. Spencer Cox, Republican Utah, 62%. Mm. Doug Burgum, Republican North Dakota, 60%. J- uh, Greg Gianforte, Republican Montana, 59%. And then Dan McKee, Democrat from Rhode Island, Jeez. 59%. So Where's, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Only two of the top 13 are Democrats. Where is Greg Abbott of Texas? Greg Abbott of Texas. Uh, yeah, 50% approval. He's down the lower third. Okay. Uh, that's partly because of mandates um, that yep, weren't probably. taken off in time for a lot of people's liking. Mm-hmm. What about Ron DeSantis? Yeah, that's one I think. I think that the, you listen to Ron DeSantis. He obviously gets lots of praise from conservative media, mm-hmm. and he is popular. He's going. I mean, he's the heavy, heavy favorite to win in Florida re-election this year. His approval rating is only fifty-two percent, though. So wow. he's in the bottom wow. third as well as far as approval rating goes. 
Uh, now, that's, mm. I think, partially a function of him becoming, his rise to national prominence leads the average Democrat who would normally approve of, of him to have a more skeptical view because of these big issues. You know, the don't say gay bill, mm -hmm. right? That affects a, a, a Democratic voter who would normally approve. A guy like Phil Scott is not in Vermont. The Republican voter or the Democratic voter who normally, if Phil Scott was some big national figure, would probably oppose a Republican just off of a party identification. Mm -hmm. uh, if he was in the news every day. But instead, he's not in the news every day, and he's those people who think he's doing a good job kind of just go along with it. They think, oh, all right, he's a Republican, but who cares? You're able to kind of, the lower your national profile, the more you can kind of squeeze into these high approval ratings. And you notice the people towards the top are all like that. I mean, you know, with the only real exception being Larry Hogan, who has a moderate profile because he gets on MSNBC all the time. Yeah. But in his state, yeah. that probably helps him. That's not going to help him if he runs for president, though. <laughs> the Republican Party, that will not help. It's really a no-brainer on why you should get Car Shield. Just like me with my trucks at the ranch, I sleep better at night knowing I'm covered against those uh, big-ticket items, those big repairs like, I don't know, replacing a chip. Car Shield makes it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. They have protection plans from around 100 bucks a month. It covers more parts than ever before. And when you need a repair, you can choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle all of it. There, You're not waiting around for a check. CarShield includes coast-to-coast, -coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today, and they'll lock in your price now, and it will never go up. CarShield.com slash back or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. Lock in your pricing. CarShield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. Your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu, Pat Gray, Stuber Gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven, B E C K. Glenn will be back tomorrow, uh, bright and early, right here. Stu, have you tried uh, the Kexi Cookie Spring line yet? I have not yet. You haven't no. really? I don't. I don't think have I have. Have I not brought that in with the uh, the cherry almond? Oh yes, I had the cherry almond one. The yes, mint chocolate good. chip. Oh yeah, no, I have tried these. Then yes. there's a sugar lemon cookie with yes. the lemon. Okay, I've tried stuff. all of them. It's, oh my. They're delicious, as usual. It's weird because, you know, my wife has been making the chocolate chip cookies forever. Mm -hmm. And and so when she started doing this, I thought there's no way I'll ever like anything more than the chocolate chip cookie. Mm -hmm. And then she did the chick Texas sheet cake. And mm. I thought, okay, that's, that's my favorite cookie right. of all time. 
<laughs> and then she did the hot the hot chocolate cookie. Oh and yeah, that then that was that was my your favorite favorite of all time. <laughs> and now I think it's the sugar lemon cookie, which is now my new favorite cookie of all time. But I really like the mint chocolate chip one. I thought that was that's really, really good, good too. I like really that really. Too. Good. I'm a I'm a sucker for mint chocolate chip, but that's a really good one. But if you want to get the best uh, cookie on earth, kexi.com. Agreed. Uh, Endorsed. Yes. Now, we were talking a little bit about uh, Disney earlier, and uh, and we didn't get to uh, Disney's hypocrisy, which is uh, fascinating to me because they're fighting so hard against this Florida bill, this don't say gay bill, uh, while they're trying to expand their operations in at least 10 explicitly anti-gay countries and regions. <laughs> It's fascinating, isn't it? It it is. What is the disconnect here? I don't know. How can you be that self-unaware of, as a company, that, okay, we're going to fight as hard as we can against uh, this particular bill, but in countries where they actually have the death penalty for homosexual activity, we're going to expand into, uh, we're going to make sure Disney Plus gets deeper embedded into those countries. Isn't that weird? I can't, uh, like, I can't I, even believe it. I, I, and the employees don't seem to have any problem with that. No, where where are the protests about that? No, you can't go into Yemen. Why aren't they out picketing today? Why didn't they do a big uh, employee walkout over that? It's really... Is it possible you are allowed to say gay in Yemen, but you can't be gay? Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's their problem. They just want they the just word want to, to be it. able to be spoken, and they don't realize <laughs> that the bill does nothing of the sort. It does not prevent you from saying the word gay. Right. It's interesting to see these like, people walking around just chanting gay. Somebody put up a, a, a billboard that just said gay a bunch of times. And like, I just... <laughs> that's you, powerful. Guys, you don't... That's powerful. That's not what the bill does. And you, I think they know this, but it it is embarrassing to see the media embrace that sort of framing of it it is and it's even worse that disney is trying to pull this while going into these countries where gays can be executed just for admitting they're gay just for the act yeah Mm -hmm. or or, yes uh so it's algeria egypt libya morocco oman qatar saudi arabia tunisia yemen and the region of, of palestine now, in Yemen and Saudi Arabia, you can get the death penalty for being gay. But, like you said, Stu, I, I think you can say the word gay. <laughs> could you, you could utter so, it all you want. You just can't Maybe this it. makes total sense. Right. And I will say, Pat, you did uh, mention, I think, by mistake, that you, there were 10 countries uh, they were expanding into. Um, it's nine. Palestine's not a country. Just right. to but just to okay. wanted to point Countries that out, you did point out yeah, the region right, right. of Palestine, which is uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, they have to, I guess. No, it's only nine. We swear. Um, it's fascinating to see this happen because there is that we. This has always been part of the left. They've always wanted to ignore what, particularly Muslim countries do in these cases when it comes to abortion or when it comes to um when it comes to gay rights when it comes to trans rights what do you think the trans rights look like in saudi arabia pretty pretty positive <laughs> i think they're We're probably really solid yeah when you're, you're yeah, in really oman solid. and you come out and you and you go to the uh, the oman national swim team and you say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna swim as a chick today 
How do you think they react to that? I think they applaud it. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, I okay. think they do. That's probably why. They love it. They at least let you say it, and we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, why? There's no consistency here. There's no principle here. This is just Disney thinking that it's U.S. employees mm-hmm. and a good chunk of their uh, audience in the U.S. and investors in the U.S. want them to say these things. You know, so they're saying them. And yeah. it's in this particular case, it's the employees here in America. Now, the employees here in America, many of them, by the way, not all of them, as we're seeing. The reason why we know about all this stuff going on at Disney is because there's a lot of people who think this is insane that work at Disney. So there are a lot of people who are looking at this and saying, you know, I came to Disney to entertain children, not to indoctrinate them. So mm-hmm. they are leaking this stuff to people like Chris Rufo, who has been reporting on it. But those employees who are very vocal have, have come out and they have basically said they're going to leave and the company's going to shut down if they don't address these issues. And this is a terrible way to run your company. You know, Coinbase is the one who has this right. Coinbase has come out and they said, look, we are a cryptocurrency company. When issues pop up in the public debate that deal with cryptocurrency, we may comment on them. Other than that, zip it. They're not going to comment on Leah Thomas? No. Wait, why? They have no They're not going to support her uh, effort to swim against women? Biological women. They are not going to get involved in that issue. And they're going to say to their employees, hey, guys, you want to go home and spend your, your evenings protesting leah thomas or supporting leah thomas all you want be my guest don't bring it to work fantastic this is a fantastic workplace now spotify kind of did that sort of right with with uh joe rogan i mean they they sort of stood behind him but then kind of hedged a little bit yeah yeah i still think there's a chance i mean again rogan says the wrong thing the wrong video pops up from his history i still think there's a good chance spotify overturns all that i was mildly surprised though yeah that they hung in there i think it's the right thing Uh, it is the right thing and people are like you know today we have this news that elon musk who has 9.2 percent of of twitter he owns now and can you believe that's the biggest share of any individual holder yeah biggest share amazing now that's what he had when he filed this disclosure we don't know what he has now he may have Uh, twice that by now we don't even know but he is as the news today this morning breaking is that he is going to be appointed to the board of directors of twitter um which is interesting and i think i think a really good influence on twitter i mean it would be, elon I musk so too, yeah. believes in free speech i don't agree right. with him on a lot of stuff but he believes in free speech and i think this is great but the other thing is they act as if this is so complicated how do you deal with this if you're a social media company how can you handle all this what should you be censoring what should shouldn't you censor and it's like you know what you should do is be substack Substack is doing this already. They are a company that deals with all sorts of controversial issues, and their stance is like Coinbase's. Hey, in fact, theirs is a little bit even more aggressive than Coinbase. Coinbase is just saying, don't bring your outside stuff to work. We're a workplace. Talk about work at work. That's what they do. Substack is saying, hey, people have all different views. We're not going to censor views. You want to come here. You want to write something. If you can find an audience, great. If you can't, whatever. We're not going to tell you what you can and can't write. And that's what they're saying. They're saying free speech what's wrong with that why can't you just adopt that's great that's an easy one yeah you know what they're not you know people who have been skeptical of uh, some of the covid treatments people who have uh, all sorts of different views are they found a home at substack along with 
people like Barry Weiss, a, a mainstream New York Times journalist who thought the New York Times was kind of going crazy. She's over at Substack and she's doing her stuff there. Tons of, you know, people from all, all these people that were, you know, from Andrew Sullivan to uh, Matt Taibbi to uh, to Barry Weiss have all gone over there and said, hey, we can find a place where we can do what we want and we can get our voice out there without being censored by editors at the New York Times that have a mm-hmm. place, you know, a, a way they want to go. Also, not be censored by social media companies who might think my views are out of step with uh, what's acceptable. Let people decide for themselves. And here's a company, Substack, that's already doing it. Yeah. You know, you don't need every company to be the blaze. I think it's great that there's companies like the blaze out there that have a conservative viewpoint and bring that to you because we certainly need uh, that out there. I don't care that there's companies that are left wing that are doing the same thing. That Those are great. But you also need companies that are just like, give, I'll give you everything. You guys make the choice. Mm-hmm. I don't need every I don't need every company I deal with to be outwardly conservative i just need them to not hate me yeah and that's kind of what the conservative employees at disney were saying yeah. can can we just be neutral yeah. on this do you have to take a stand on every political issue because that's not the way it used to be yeah it seems like this is a fairly new thing where employees where the inmates are starting to run the asylum yeah and some of the companies are letting them that's true. Coke, and Disney, many companies have just kind of turned it over to the employees and said, "Yep, yeah, direct us." I've always thought, Pat, that I would if I got a, mm-hmm. if I get a job somewhere, my job is to work for the company mm-hmm. to make the company better. Does to, seem that to way to make yeah. the customers happier. Okay, right? like that is your goal. What a concept! That is what you're supposed to do every day. You wake up, yep, and you go in there and you do the best job for the company, and in return for that, they pay you so that you can go and pay your bills and make sure your kids have food on the table and make sure you have health insurance and make sure that you can go through life and, and maybe a little extra cash to, to to take them on vacation or buy nice Christmas presents or whatever the case may be. Like, their work is supposed to be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. It's not all of your life. Right. You don't need your company to address every political issue you might care about. I, I mean, conservatives yeah. would go crazy in this stance. And we, and we were talking about the Don't Say Gay bill with teachers, Pat, Think about this for a second. What the left is asking for, and what they have, by the way, even in Florida, is a situation where you can come in and say, hey, uh, you know, Mrs. Smith, what did you do this weekend? Oh, well, I was out with my wife, and we went kayaking. Uh, <laughs> why they're always kayaking? This this particular uh, uh, lesbian couple, just huge kayakers. It's huge. They're it's just, huge in the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. Yes. They love to kayak. I've heard they're thinking about a- adding a K because there's so many kayakers. <laughs> yes, they are. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. And the K will be for kayaking. <laughs> yeah, kayaking. So Miss, Mrs. Smith and her partner went kayaking mm-hmm. and they want to be able to say, hey, we had a wonderful we had a now, picnic. is this a life partner or just a transitional partner? I think, is there a... Uh, yeah, there's a difference. What's a transitional partner? That's just somebody that, you know, is taking up space with you uh, in between getting... Okay. Finding somebody who just dumped you and your life partner. So it's a hookup. Yeah. Okay, so basically. it's... No, I think, I think you know what? I think Mrs. Smith <laughs> and 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 her, she's got... It's a hookup. I think it's a hookup. Okay. I think they met kayaking. Okay. They were kayaking down or some mm-hmm. rapids. Yeah. And, they're, and they they're fell boats, in lust. Bo- they both hit the same rough part their their boats overturned <laughs> they came to the side of the river and then they had a nice picnic and then they built a fire okay and they fell in love wow that's beautiful and i don't know if it's gonna last uh, to be honest with you yeah uh mrs smith <laughs> seems to have eyes for some other woman that oh, she boy. met on on um 
on Tinder or wherever else you would meet. I don't know. I, I if, it, if we were talking uh-huh. about Mr. Smith, I could make a grinder joke, but I don't know. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. So we uh so they have this wonderful thing going on and she wants to be able to tell the story hey i'm kayaking down this river we both flip over we go to the side and my lovely partner is there we meet up we roast marshmallows it's a wonderful experience and they want to tell that story and even in florida you can two second graders they still can yeah okay so that's how influential the don't say gay bill is however if that same teacher let's say mrs jones were to say, hey, I was kayaking. <laughs> kayaking down a river. I crashed. I, mm-hmm. I ran I ran into uh, another boat. We went to the side. It was a man. Mm-hmm. And we, we roasted marshmallows. We fell in love. We got married. And then you know what we did with our weekend this weekend? After kayaking? What? We went to church. Oh, wow. And they told us about the gospel. Let me tell you what oh, they no. taught us. That person our cannot, Lord and Savior. cannot tell the story right. of their weekend. That's right. That person cannot right. articulate. <laughs> Thank goodness. Absolutely has no. So these Christian teachers <clears throat> who have been spending their entire <clears throat> lives avoiding talking about the things most important to them in school because you've told them they're not allowed to. Those people can't tell the stories, but we have to make sure that gay people can tell all their stories about all their kayaking trips. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really amazing. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Don't say kayak. It's a new bill. It's coming out soon. Uh, our country is facing a very significant slowdown as we move closer to risk of recession. Uh, thanks to the Biden administration, things are going really, really well there. We're getting acquaint, uh, acquainted closely with inflation. Uh, things we haven't seen since the 70s everything costs more lately and it's not going to get better anytime soon you know these rates are going up even if you're in a healthy financial position uh, you need to maybe make a 10-minute phone call to learn more about custom loans that could fit your budget better american financing is america's home for home loans for over 20 years they've been helping people just like you save a ton of money there's never any obligation no upfront or hidden fees these people work for you not the bank so why give them uh, why give the bank, you know, uh, the attention that they're looking for? Why not go to somebody who's working on your side of the equation? Uh, you can get uh, go through all of your options. I've worked with American Financing before. They're great. They can explain everything down to the last detail. You can save thousands of dollars a month, maybe even skip a couple of mortgage payments. If you start soon, call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the program as well. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your Blaze TV subscription. Uh, you can use the promo code Glenn to save yourself uh, 10 bucks. We also have in stock right now, Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. No, you don't. Yes, they are I available thought those again. had sold out multiple they, times. They have sold out multiple times. Huh. But uh, NancyPelosiSucksPen.com, uh, you can get the official 
merchandise saying that Nancy Pelosi sucks. We have the t-shirts as well that I happen to be sporting uh, right at this moment. Uh, you can check that out. And I mentioned earlier, the have you seen the Hunter Biden laptop case.com? No. I think you'd like this. I got to get you one for your laptop. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it, on, the, on the outside, it just, it's got uh, printed on there. It's, it looks like a little My Name Is sticker and it says... Uh, a property of Hunter Biden. <laughs> so now, whenever like you leave it. your laptop around a coffee shop for a second, people are going to think Hunter Biden left yet another <laughs> laptop. <laughs> Although, someone might pick it up. You might have to worry about that a little bit. This is the Glenn Back Program. Glenn will be back tomorrow. Uh, Democratic strategists speak out about the upcoming midterm elections. Might surprise you what they had to say. We'll get into that in one minute. Sometimes the people that we set out to defend uh, freedom, they don't come back. And sometimes when they do, they come back forever different from the person they were before. As patriotic Americans, it is not merely our privilege to enjoy freedom. It is our duty to uphold those who fight for it. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnels to Towers uh, pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. Such a great organization. And now through Operation Homebase, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. You can donate 11 bucks a month at T2T. Dot org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. T, two T, dot org. So, uh, Joe Biden's approval rating, not getting any better. In fact, uh, his approval rating, the combined real clear politics average, now shows him at 41%. That's incredibly low, uh, especially for this, at this point of his presidency, for the Average of all the polls that real clear poli- politics uh, features, forty-one uh, percent. You are way underwater. Fifty-three point eight percent. So almost fifty-four percent disapprove. Then I guess the rest are. I don't know. They're a bunch of Jeffies. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> while Biden tries to pin all of his problems on Putin or the pandemic or Donald Trump. 
I don't think the American people are buying it. And uh, there are a bunch of Democrat strategists who spoke to the Hill because we're only seven months away from the November midterms now. And some of them are, well, all of them are really concerned that the Democrats are going to get a bloodbath. One of them said, um, we're going to be slaughtered in November. That's quite an admission from a Democratic strategist. No name attached to that one, I suppose. No, no, right. Though this is clearly what they believe. I mean, this is... This is what's going on behind the scenes. They know they're in real trouble. I keep saying you cannot overestimate the chances that the Republicans will blow this somehow. I know, that's true. <laughs> you can't. That's it's true. just I, it should be the easiest win in the <laughs> history should. of elections. It should. Will they screw this up? They might. It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, you know, I could see We've them. We've seen it too many times. Yeah. I could really see a situation where they, they maybe win the House and then blow the Senate somehow. Certainly possible. And that would be a big one because of potential Supreme Court nominees and such. That would be a big one. It would still allow them to block a lot of the stuff in the House, but the Supreme Court nominees, would that would not prevent them. We'll see. We're going to go through the um, an election preview of sorts for the first time this week, I think, on Studios America, uh, because I you know, kind of set the stage as to where we are, what it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, and what is in the future. What, what, do you think the, what do you think the reasoning is for why they believe it's going to be an electoral bloodbath in 2022? Um, I think there's several factors. One is inflation. Mm. Two gas prices, uh, the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, bad. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everything. As one of the strategists put it, who's he's the one who's unnamed. He said, it's bad. You have an energy crisis that's paralyzing and inflation is in a 40, 40 year high and we're heading into a recession. The problem is simple. The American people have lost confidence in Joe Biden. Everyone needs to come to terms with the reality that we're going to get slaughtered in November. That's a fact. Biden's polling has gotten worse, not better. It's indicative of the fact that people have lost confidence in his leadership. There's nothing they're going to be able to do. That's a big statement. That is a big statement. I think part of it, too, is these are issues that one smack you in the face mm-hmm. and two you can't spin your way out of you can't spin your way out of inflation and he's been trying to do that yeah he's can't. been trying to blame it on everybody under the sun except him yeah you just can't do it though you, it doesn't work you can't say hey mm-hmm. those gas prices are somebody else's fault you know i i, I filled up my car today 70 dollars to fill up my car now i don't have a suv i have a yeah. sedan yeah Seventy dollars. My last two Phillips have been ninety three and ninety. Ninety three and ninety. And it's just a four door sedan. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And you know, yeah. and and people in California now are like, oh man, what I would do to pay only ninety dollars to fill up my tank <laughs> right now? That'd be incredible. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is. And this is hitting everybody. It doesn't just hit conservatives. It hits everybody. <laughs> and it's hard to deny when number one, the prices were going up before Putin. Number two, you have a role in the Putin situation. I mean, like, you your yeah. actions taken beforehand did not help. The Afghanistan thing did not help. Uh, your statement that a minor incursion might not be a big deal did not help. Uh, you know, did you stop? You got all, you're, you're bragging about all your intelligence and you were right on them invading. What did you do with that information? Did it work? 
What you chose to do didn't do anything that was positive. And you couldn't keep that straight with the rest of your administration either because everybody else was calling it a, a deterrent. A der- yep. And then he's saying it was absolutely... Nobody thought it was a deterrent. <laughs> Just embarrassing. What? Everybody around you said it was. So people see these prices go up and they see the answer to this, which is, I don't know, go buy a $70,000 electric car or something. <laughs> now, I recently, as I mentioned, yeah. Pat, uh, I have... There's been some supply chain issues. I don't know if you noticed this. No. I ordered a uh, car uh, now seven months ago plus and still do not have Seven months. Seven months. Wow. And I'm a couple weeks away from my eight month anniversary. Uh, And I actually just, I actually did get contacted by the dealership recently. And they said, hey, what if we order your car without a bunch of the features you wanted? (laughs) How do you feel about that? Uh, And I was like, honestly, at this point... (laughs) Maybe put it in without some of the features and let's see what happens. And I, at least I'd have something to as an interim yeah. situation. Yeah. I, at this point, I don't know what to do. But I was looking around at a bunch of different things. And uh, I was looking at one, you know, and, and I've talked about this before. Some of these electric cars are really cool. Like, I'm not against electric cars. I mean, no, me neither. As we talked about, a lot of people, especially on the conservative side these days, seem to like Elon Musk quite a bit, which is mm-hmm. an interesting transition. What's happened to his... He was the darling of the left yep. for a zillion years, and now all of a sudden, the left hates him, and he's a darling of the right. I well, don't know how this happens. so into climate change, he's trying to find us a whole nother planet. Yeah, a planet to escape climate so, change. He's building spaceships yeah. to escape yeah. climate change, but he's a right-wing figure all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he builds Teslas, <clears throat> which are really great cars, and they're really, really fast. And mm. some of these other cars are really fast as well. I was looking at one of them, and... The first of all, if you want to have a rational relationship with this car, you have to put in uh, an industrial electrical outlet, you know, like the or like the one you have for your washer and dryer. You need another one of those to even have a chance to, to make this sensible. If you do that, you can charge it overnight. So eight to 10 hours of charge. Car gets, car gets 200 miles. Yeah. About 200 miles per charge for Doesn't a full charge for me. OK. If you plug it in your normal outlet, it takes three days three days to charge there are three fast chargers three in the entire dallas fort worth metroplex three and how fast are they they are fast if you're near one but again i don't live within a half an hour of any of these things they're all at the fringes of Mm. town so if you were driving to let's say austin you might stop on your way and, and 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 you can fill up i think about 20 to 30 minutes that's not bad charge, which is not bad i mean again you know you stop at a gas station it's going to be five minutes but you probably walk in you maybe you know it's not terrible you can live with 20 to 30 minutes as long as that's constantly improving i mean you don't want it to get any longer than that yeah but two hours or 10 hours yeah. completely unacceptable to me at least yeah I, and if you plug let, let's just say you plug it in if you plugged it in in your outlet at home and you, you when you got home at you know seven o'clock at night and you mm-hmm. took it out at seven o'clock in the morning when you leave for work and it could charge all the way up you might say, I can deal with that for most of the time, right? Like, that's not mm-hmm. bad. But not only are you paying $70,000 for an electric car, I think the average is 55000 There are some, and like the Nissan Leaf is cheaper than that. Obviously, a lot of the Teslas are more. The Porsche Taycan's a lot more. But you can go and you can find mm. a car that is pretty, you know, that'll cost a lot of money with these things. But even if you get a Nissan Leaf, if you want it to be r- rational to be able to charge it, you have to spend a couple thousand dollars putting in a, a faster charger in your garage 
<laughs> so how just the Jeez. extra charger you put in your garage is going to mm. wipe out the increased gas prices mm. over an entire year at least yeah this is yeah. it's irrational it is and what people see is wait a minute my gas prices have been going up my electricity prices are going up and the only thing i ever hear from these guys is not let's let's expand production let's not make it you know let's not get off of russian oil and iranian oil and saudi arabian oil let's just all go green and spend three times as much on electricity and on the vehicle itself well what this is not no one this is a now problem this is not a 2050 problem it is a now problem and mm. people are getting killed right now on this and you can't spin your way out of it and i think all this also applies to things like the gender stuff the crt stuff the you know the trying to talk about sex with your second graders at school mm -hmm. all this smacks people across the face it's not a nuanced issue let me make you an argument as to why lowering the minimum wage would make sense economically it's not that argument conservatives a lot of times get bogged down in that type of argument which is i think really important but also difficult to win over voters easily mm -hmm. you know the minimum wage is a very popular issue because the emotion behind it is of course people who are hard working everyday people trying to make their way working as a as a, a, a at a role that might not be paying it a lot of course they should get more money that would be great and, and that's an easy emotional argument the economic argument is much more complicated and winds up affecting the economy in a bunch of different ways which is why the conservative position is correct but with Leah Thomas, there's no need to argue those things. What mm -hmm. is a woman? I don't. Do I need to answer that? <laughs> if you don't freaking know what a woman is, why are we even talking to you? And that is yeah. not what just conservatives are saying right now. I think a lot of moderate voters, I think even some Democratic voters, are saying, "Wait a minute, I want. I don't want people to hate others. I don't want people to be discriminated against. But you don't know what a woman is. What Crazy. the hell is wrong with you?" ridiculous i think that's a big thing right now i think yep. moderate democratic voters people who are you know we talked about larry hogan earlier the larry hogan republicans who might not consider normally a, a guy who's really conservative are saying wait a minute i can't we can't be that we, we, we can't say that a guy standing there in a woman's bathing suit with his junk hanging out is a good female swimmer can we be honest here we all yeah. see this, right? And when do we start throwing women under the bus? When is it okay that you don't consider their feelings or their skill set or the fact that they've been working on this their entire lives yeah. to get to where they are in, in swimming or skiing or we've also got the bicycling thing that's been up lately. And we don't even care about any of that. I mean, Title IX, when it was passed in, what, 72? It changed college sports forever. There were a lot of men's sports that were eliminated so that you could accommodate women in colleges. And so things like soccer went out the window, uh, lacrosse and, and hockey and, and a bunch of sports that men played at these universities went right out the window. Um, and now we're throwing the women out the window so that you've got 0.7% of the population that can compete against them? I, it, it doesn't make any sense to a lot of people. To most people, I hope. I hope we're still at the point where common sense prevails uh, on this. And you know that there are biological differences between men and women. 
And if you got a biological man claiming to be a woman, he shouldn't he shouldn't be competing against biological women. Uh, hopefully, we're smart enough still as a society to to understand that. More coming up. One minute. It's really a no-brainer on why you should get Car Shield. Just like me with my trucks at the ranch, I sleep better at night knowing I'm covered against those uh, big ticket items, those big repairs like, I don't know, replacing a chip. Car Shield makes it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs. They have protection plans from around 100 bucks a month. It covers more parts than ever before. And when you need a repair, you can choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle all of it. You're not waiting around for a check. CarShield includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today, and they'll lock in your price now, and it will never go up. CarShield.com slash back or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. Lock in your pricing. CarShield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Glenn will be back tomorrow. He's uh, recovering from a Hunter Biden uh, bender. He was, oh. uh, yeah, he was him and Hunter. Oh, okay, he traveled to China. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did a little stop over at Ukraine. Met some uh, former business associates. Mm-hmm. Did uh, some blow. Did some, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of blow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's uh, they're bringing what strippers. Oh, certainly some yeah, strippers. You gotta have I mean, that. You gotta have that uh, in a Hunter event. You gotta have it. And he won't tell you this when he comes back. <laughs> he won't describe that he'll say he was doing something with his family or whatever blah 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 sure but you know the truth now yeah and uh you can hold him to that uh by tweeting about it often yeah don't listen to his nonsense (laughs) about why he wasn't here today well i mean is it a coincidence that all of a sudden hunter biden's also an artist (laughs) glenn beck and hunter biden yeah the the twin artists of the world all of a sudden they're both paint quote unquote painting all the time Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know if you've noticed that it's a pretty corrupt (laughs) business pat where yeah, you could yeah. just oh, yeah. demand hundreds of thousands of dollars for some painting from a guy who, you know, has no experience like Hunter Biden, no talent like Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of Glenn's paintings are pretty cool, I have to admit, but uh, that's probably the drugs. So anyway, uh, you can uh, you can catch Glenn on, on tomorrow's uh, program and he's back for a new show on Glenn TV where you can, uh, of course, subscribe blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Get access to Glenn TV, the radio show live every day. Stu Does America, Pat Gray Unleashed, the brand new Pat Gray Unleashed Overtime. Yeah. Available every day. A new uh, so, members only benefit. Very cool. Yeah. So go to blazetv.com slash Pat and then uh, enter the promo code more unleashed. And you get $15 off your subscription. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even, even heftier yeah. discount. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Nostradamus's predictions for this year and next? <laughs> no. I, Chilling. I, is he still around Chilling. to make predictions yearly? <laughs> he's not. Okay. But I think, you know, he's made so many that it takes people a while to get to oh, these. Oh, okay. And, and that's what's happened here. The Ukrainian conflict could, could be set to bring about a terrifying great war next year if predictions from... <laughs> Uh, Nostradamus already are to be believed. So wait, he predicted the Ukrainian war, or we're just no, saying, we're just about- no. Okay. He's predicting a great war next year oh. that maybe is brought on by this war, which he didn't foresee. 
Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? So it's powerful. Yeah. You know that from the get-go. It's powerful. So uh, these have been released. These were released over 450 years ago. And he's been credited with predicting the rise of Hitler, which is nonsense because he said it was going to be a guy named Hitler. I <laughs> completely totally got that name. wrong. That's a different person. Totally different. Uh, everybody gives him credit for Hitler. That's not... Uh, that wasn't the guy. Right. Totally different guy. If, if it was Hitler, people would have been like, oh, don't vote that guy into office. <laughs> right. Right. You know? And then the they Germans saw Hitler like, oh, we're it. safe. Yeah. We're safe. Exactly. And said oh, it was this okay. is Hitler. So. Yeah, totally different guy. <laughs> the shooting of JFK, he foresaw. 9-11, supposedly, he foresaw. Mm. In 2022. I, I, by the way, I'm going to go ahead on a limb and doubt that any of that is true. Oh, are you really? Yes. Yeah? What do you mean he foresaw 9-11? He foresaw it. Like, by how? And wrote it down in a quatrain. He said, hey, there's going to be planes. <laughs> if he foresaw the plane, I'd be impressed. Uh-huh. But he's going to say the planes are going to be hijacked by Muslims uh-huh. that are going to uh, crash into the World Trade Center. This might be fun sometimes, <laughs> is to see the actual quatrain <laughs> right, right. that supposedly predicted the 9-11 yes. attacks. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. But he also apparently predicted a host of terrifying eventualities, including an asteroid strike for this year, mm-hmm. inflation, tell me that's not accurate, and starvation, in addition to AI robots taking over the Earth. <laughs> so all that we have to look forward to, I guess, this year. Um, his predictions for next year are even worse. The, a new great war has been touted for that for next year. This could be seen to allude to a larger World War III conflict stemming from the troubles in Ukraine right now. It could, it could. be seen oh, as that. Okay. Not necessarily, but that's that's what I love about all of his quatrains, all of his predictions. They could be seen to be accurate. Right. I've, I've tracked down the uh, the truth about the 9-11 prediction here oh. as you've been talking. Okay. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah? It's fun. We'll get we'll, right. we'll take uh take you through that here in just a second. <laughs> the prediction of 9/11 from Nostradamus. Okay. The Glenn Back program. When looking back at the world of cyber safety in 2021, you look back and you see a big year for data breaches from the LinkedIn public information scrape of more than 700 million users, none of which mine because I refuse to get a LinkedIn account. Uh, that had 200 million um, uh, uh, of its uh, records stolen by cyber criminals in the strip chat uh, webcam hack, which of course I do have a subscription there. Obviously, it's a great service. <laughs> the importance of identity theft protection has never been clearer. I've never heard of strip chat before. Have you? No. No. Well, I don't know. That's not what this commercial is about. It's about protecting yourself online, and it's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet and that's what lifelock is here for they can't catch everything of course but they can monitor things better than you do on your own uh no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but you can help protect what is yours with lifelock by norton you can join now save up to 25 percent off your first year with a promo code back call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com 1-800-LIFELOCK head to lifelock.com use the promo code back for 25 percent off at lifelock.com and for the love of heaven, please check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every day uh, from 7 to 9 Eastern or anywhere you get your podcast anytime during the day.
Pat Gray, Stupid Gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. We were just talking about Nostradamus predictions because they're always so accurate. I mean, he made thousands of predictions. And you almost have to kind of read things into what he might have been saying in order to make any of them uh, supposedly true and <laughs> right. accurate. Yes. Um, like the the rise of Hitler, the shooting of JFK, and the 9-11 attacks. And Stu, you seem skeptical on the <laughs> 9-11 attacks. I did. And I have no um, reason to back that up. No, no, no reason to 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 be skeptical other than my just general skepticism. When people tell uh-huh. me they made predictions long ago about something in the future, well, four hundred and fifty years ago, before pretty before impressive flight. That's a pretty impressive, impressive. Yeah. So here is the, the so quatrain. Did he specifically say planes will fly into the World Trade Center? Here's what inspired this: two okay. steel birds, two ooh, will fall from the sky. Okay. On the metropolis. The sky will burn at 45 degrees latitude. Is Fire that approaches, have anything to do with New York City? It's close to New Is York. Is it? Okay. It's at about 40 degrees latitude. Well, he's completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get it right. Fire approaches <laughs> mm-hmm. the great new city. New city. <clears throat> ah. Immediately, a huge <clears throat> scattered flame leaps up. Within months... Rivers will flow with blood. The undead will roam the earth for little time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that last part. It seems yeah. like a zombie movie started uh, at the end. But the was that stuff... a prediction of uh, of uh, the Walking Dead? Yes, it Is was. That what that was. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we got everything right there. Now that is the one that that people point to and say okay that sounds like 911 quite mm-hmm. a bit and does i mean Metro- it does. new york city the metropolis east yeah. new and city steel birds steel birds well, he wouldn't know what to call them uh right um why again why he wouldn't i don't understand if he's this good at predicting things why wouldn't he be able to predict the world with the word air, airplane i don't understand why this happened <laughs> yeah he got close but, to hitler right but you can't figure <laughs> out airplane mm-hmm. okay now the problem with this is <laughs> It's not an actual writing of Nostradamus. Ah. Mm. Okay, that is a problem. It is a hybrid of real Nostradamus verse and fiction. Whoever rewrote the uh, the fiction was partic- uh, particularly sloppy. Not only is it written in... It isn't written in quatrain form, <laughs> which is a problem. Like, yeah. that's how he wrote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the phrase, two steel birds, is an obvious giveaway as steel, suitable for airplanes, oh, wasn't invented right. until 1854, right. <laughs> 200 years okay. after Nostradamus died. Uh. <laughs> uh, now, there is, um, there is, uh, so there's another one that came up that was, in the city of God, there will be a great thunder, two brothers torn apart by chaos while the fortress endures. The great leader will succumb. The third mm. big war will begin when a city, a big city is burning. Nostradamus, 1654. Well, he died in 1566. So that's another get, dead giveaway. That's not a real one. <laughs> <laughs> there is a real one. Him it, dying is a dead giveaway. It is. <laughs> it literally is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is one that he wrote uh, that says, Earth shaking flames from the world's center roar and make the earth around a new city quiver. Now, can you translate that, real one? that one? Kind of. That just sort of. means that something happened in New York, though. <laughs> and it doesn't even mean New York. In fact, the experts say that he was likely referring to some German city. Um, huh. But uh, it certainly wasn't like referring to New York. 
Well, he wouldn't have known about even <laughs> this just, hemisphere, really. <laughs> this is so um, silly. It is. It's weird how people lock onto this stuff. And you notice this, I think, a lot in politics, where people get this sort of religious... Uh, like, and we see it with the gender stuff, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. People are religiously dedicated to the explanation that men can turn into women. And if you look at... Uh, it really is a fundamentalist religion at this point, where if someone disagrees you you shun them yeah right yeah uh you must agree with every part of it if you diverge at all if you're jk rowling but uh rolling by the way uh and you turn into a person who just is like yeah. hey you know i think actually women are women or like hey, like, you know I'm, I'm totally with you on everything else but like this is a little crazy you are you are an apostate and it's amazing that she has been torn apart the way she has mm-hmm. because she didn't really say anything except <laughs> You know what a woman is, okay? We we all know what a biological woman is. Can we be real about that? It was that kind of thing. Uh, so, and she continues to do it, which just shows you how many books she sold. Yeah, because she, she has got care. the ultimate fu money. Her and Elon Musk are just like, eh, yeah. You know what? I don't care what you say. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. They don't care. They roll right through it. Yeah, and you love that. You love that I attitude. Do love that. You just they just do not care what people say about them. As much as she hacked me off because of what she said about Harry Potter after the fact, I, I just thought that was. You're what did she say about Harry Potter? Uh, uh, that Dumbledore was gay and oh, okay, all of that kind of stuff. And this is, she's not a conservative, right? Like, this not is, she's at all. a feminist, a no, liberal feminist. Yeah, she absolutely is. And but her stance lately <clears throat> has really made me like her again because it's it's courageous, and you can be courageous if you've sold. 500 million books. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. Let me, like, can, I, can I bring up something I've been thinking about a little bit, Pat? Mm-hmm. Uh, on, the, on the way conservatives react to people. People in news stories. I've, I've, I don't know what this is, but there's something that conservatives do. And I don't know if the left does this. I don't think <clears> they do. But I think conservatives do it often. <clears> which is, if we can find someone who disagrees with us on 97% of stuff, but agrees with us on 3% of stuff, we embrace them wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. They are the greatest person of all time. (laughs) Yep. Right? Yes. Every time. J.K. Rowling is... Is is, is it Rowling or Rowling? I can't... I think it's Rowling. Rowling. J.K. Rowling is a great example of this. Uh, And so is Bill Maher. Bill Maher is one. And and at least Maher is occasionally, you know, bounces off and has been doing this for a long time. Let me give you my my primetime example of this. Two of them. Number one, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Mm -hmm. Irving is a guy who was like the head of the NBA's Black Lives Matter movement two months ago and then decided he didn't want to get the vaccine and now he's the biggest white hero hero in the world. Yeah. Another one, which is an older one. But when he made that announcement, it was powerful. It was powerful. And there's no reason to not... You can agree with Kyrie Irving... Uh, on his announcement there, and and I fully agree with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. there shouldn't be vaccine mandates. We've said this a thousand times, right? But like to embrace this guy like he's a conservative Absolutely. icon is insanity. It is. The other one is Kanye West. Kanye West was nothing but an insane person until he put a red hat on for two days, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's the most conservative guy of all time. Have you just dead named <laughs> Kanye West? <laughs> oh yeah, what is he now? Yay. Oh yay or yay ye? or ye? I thought it was one ye. of the two, but 
I don't I, know. I've said Ye because that's kind of how you say Kanye, right? Yeah, that's you a, don't say Kanye. No, so I do. I do Ye. I, I again, like it's no, there's nothing wrong with like if someone disagrees with you and they come to your side on an issue, it's great to say, hey, we have some common ground here. Nothing wrong with that. But we also do the opposite, which is take yeah. someone and I'll give you an example. This is going to piss some people off, but I'm going to give the example anyway. Uh oh, Christy Nome. Mm-hmm. Christy Nome was the absolute That's, hero yes. of every conservative as of 18 months ago. And she should have been. She, she was leading the nation being with far fewer restrictions than Ron DeSantis had in his state. Right. Right. She I don't came think out, she ever imposed sanctions. None. Which was different than Florida. Right. She did. She was like, all right, you know, it's freedom. This sucks, but we're just going to go with it. All right. And yeah. she's here. She is. She's the governor of the state. Now, months and months later. On this gender issue, there's a bill that goes through. It passes through the North Dakota legislature or South Dakota legislature. And she comes out and she says, look, I don't think I agree with you on the concept here. I don't like this approach. I'm going to veto it. It was not a really egregious thing. It wasn't even a disagreement on the issue. It was a disagreement on the approach of one issue. Right. And uh, and look, look, let's just say, you know, she had an argument there. You know, we talked to her about it at the time. She made her case. You might say she's she's wrong on this, right? She might mm-hmm. say she's wrong. She's blew it on this issue. Let's just say she did completely. Even if she did <laughs> completely, mm-hmm. is it sane to embrace Kyrie Irving and Kanye West and J.K. Rowling and every other liberal who decides all of a sudden they're going to be conservative on one tweet? Elon Musk, for example, who is conservative probably on more than one thing at this point, but yeah. who is a left-wing icon as of two years ago and is now the most popular conservative in the world supposedly and then we take someone like christy gnome who is a smart governor who's uh, mm-hmm. a, a a female who is uh, is go, she a female go, do you know that for a fact know. That's what a good is point. a female i don't know i don't know i don't, I don't know she is uh you know she's good on camera she's good on television she knows what she's talking about and we're just going to throw her into the fires of conservative uh, purgatory forever. Right. Yeah. Because of on one issue, she went slightly askew of the movement. I, I, That's I don't right. understand why both of those things happen. I'd understand one of them. Mm-hmm. I'd understand, okay, we embrace everyone who agrees with us on one thing. I'd understand we we throw everyone into the fire if they disagree with us on one thing. I don't understand both of those positions at the same time. It does not make sense. Yeah. Yep. Why do we do that? I don't know. And like, I, you know, I don't know. I, like, you know, uh, uh, Pat Toomey is a senator from Pennsylvania, who I think is pretty darn good on most issues. I disagree with him on gun control. He had, He's had some, I think, bad stances on that from time to time. But generally speaking, he's done a good job. And that's how I look at him. Mm-hmm. He's generally speaking been a good senator. I have some issues with his... I don't throw him into the fires of hell because he disagreed <laughs> with me on one thing. Why would we do that? Yet we do it all, all the, time. the time. All the time. And that's not, that's different than like Mitt Romney who can... He's got a 55% rating. Uh, from conservative review this is not a guy who occasionally disagrees with the right he does it all the time yeah you know uh uh susan collins has got like a 20 percent rating from conservative review all the wow 20 percent, something like 20 percent. this is basically a democrat who is sort of pseudo republican occasionally votes the right way but very rarely those people are, are up for criticism and it's frustrating, especially when they come from conservative states where like you start losing out on these big issues. But I, like 
just tossing these people away because we disagree on one thing i don't understand why it makes sense mm-hmm. and it show it like it, we wind up weakening ourselves this doesn't help us you know i mean i i think it's great to go and say hey here's somebody on the left who just who agrees with us on this one thing let's look at this one thing we can praise them for this one thing but we don't do that we embrace them as if they're they cannot be questioned anymore <laughs> Like the we, it, it's, it's like it speaks of that like high school nerd sort of uh, of desperation to reach out to any, oh that girl will talk to me what a miracle mm-hmm. you know I I love them from now until the end of time because she actually looked my direction <laughs> and that's how we act with liberals and with conservatives it's like oh my gosh they they showed up five minutes late to a meeting screw them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a weird combination of views. More Glenn Beck uh, with Pat and Stu coming up. All right, let me talk to you about American financing. Uh, as everyday life becomes more expensive, it can be difficult to live on a fixed income, especially if you've retired. It's important to do what you can to protect your finances. If you are 62 or older, it's worth considering a reverse mortgage with American financing. You can access some of your home equity as cash to supplement your income. You can also stop making monthly mortgage payments, which is always a big relief. Keep in mind, you have to live in your home um, as as your primary residence, and you have to keep up with insurance and taxes to qualify. These are all things that the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing can go over with you to help you make the best decision for you. American Financing is America's home for home loans. For over 20 years, they've been helping people just like you save a ton of cash There's never any obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. People work for you, not the bank, so why not give them a call today? They're great to deal with. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He's back tomorrow. I uh, just found this story about Drake who went to a uh, Lakers Raptors basketball game and was wearing a $1.89 million Homer necklace uh, at courtside. Really? Yeah, almost a $2 million necklace. Hmm. Who does that? I don't know. Uh, somebody with a lot of money. Yeah. Did I tell you I, uh, I saw Drake in concert once? Oh, no. This is, really? This is one of the stranger... Are you a Drake fan? I am not. I'm not a Drake fan. I, uh, I, have, a f- I have a friend who seems to know everybody, always, has, always knows the guy at the door of these places and mm-hmm. is able to get us in everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he got us into a... I was in Vegas. It was a dis- like right before New Year's. And he got us into a Drake concert, <laughs> bizarrely. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't okay. know. What, what are we doing? Or like, let's go. And there were a couple of friends. So we go into this Drake concert <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night. It's like starting like open, you know, doors open at nine. He's coming on at 11. <laughs> so we get there at 11 o'clock and like, ah, we'll see a couple minutes of this and leave. So yeah, he's not there at 11. <laughs> he's not there at 12 either. 
Um, he's not there at one. Now at one a.m., wow. uh, we're like, "What is happening? Like, what is this guy actually coming to the show? Like, is it? What is this? Did they just put did his name on the poster or anything? No, 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 no. Did they, they, they just put his name on a poster, and then he, he's just never going to show. And everyone paid for these tickets, and he's never going to show. <laughs> so at about one fifteen, my friend goes on Twitter and sees a picture of Drake doing a concert in Los Angeles. I'm in Las Vegas. <laughs> He's supposed to be in Las Vegas two hours ago. He's doing oh. a show in Los Angeles. And so it gets later and later. I've got a flight in the morning. I'm like, I got to get out. I'm like dying. I'm like, but I have to see, is this guy actually going to show up? The guy walks on stage at 3.30 in the morning. 3.30 in the morning, he shows up. <laughs> that is incredible. And then done. So that's what, Four and a half hours late. Four, he was supposed yeah, to be there. Five at and a half hours five late. He was supposed half. to start at eleven. Oh, five and a half hours five, late. Yeah. He shows up and he starts his first song. Of course, I've never heard it because I don't know any of his songs. <laughs> and so, once we confirmed he showed up, I was so concerned about Drake's well-being. Then, of course, we left immediately. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, you know, I guess when you can do that. And yeah. you can get paid yeah, yeah. for two separate concerts at the same time. Then you can maybe. wear two million dollar necklaces. That's to how you do a it. Basketball. Apparently, game. that's how yeah. you roll. Yeah.